Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Queen Intimacy, and today is January, Friday, the 21st, 2022, and it's Friday, yeah. So, what's up, you guys? So, look, okay, (laughs) So today I'm just gonna jump right into it. I kind of wanted to go back. I'm 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 shading some things, y'all. Like I feel like I'm shading some things. I'm about to do some good shadow work. I'm about to y'all about to go through that with me a little bit while I get ready to step into this step into a position as a life coach. Hold on, y'all. Uh, uh, I just need to to share some things because a lot of these uh, stories. A lot of this background when it comes to me, you know, when I make it, you, you won't hear it again until I make it. You know what I mean? Right now, it don't it, it don't really matter. But then it does at the same time, if that makes any sense to anybody out there. You know, you, this is a place where it, it's a part of the story, but no one cares right now. But it's good to have have this moment right here with you. So I'm going to have this moment right here with you. So I'm shedding some things off of me. I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm some weights is being lifted off of me, um, you know, since I started uh, this whole focus for six months, uh, we gonna call it a challenge for, for, for six months. I don't know social media. So I'm not really on a Facebook. I'm not really on Instagram. I still am on, um, TikTok, uh, maybe Snapchat a little bit, but that's cause TikTok automatically shares, whatever I post on TikTok to Snapchat. That's also just due to me opening up a new online store, painting purpose, uh, on Shopify, um, where I have started to create these pieces of art and sell them, um, art on a canvas, the 16 by 20, if you wanted to know. And um, they are pretty decent fair prices. I had did bring the price down a little bit. They were going for $21. They are now $14.99 and $12.99. I think I have one on there that's actually uh, $11. Um, so uh, for the most part, I just kind of want to bring people in and get a flow before, you know, it get real good. And then, you know, the price go up. So I definitely... I uh, wanted to start off a little something in the middle, affordable, uh, you know, still I feel like it's it's value is worth more um, because of the way that they're being created and what they mean to me, of course, but um, they're still at a decent price. Uh, so uh, that's, 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 that's what I've been doing. And since I've been doing that, I've also been doing a little bit of readings, doing a little bit of uh, spiritual work. I have been doing a lot of things I said I was going to do. Just really focusing on me, focusing on my spirit, focusing on feeding me, feeding what needs to be fed so that I can get out here and perform. No matter where I'm at, I should still be able to train. I should still be able to practice. And so, or no matter what, no matter when I say no matter where I'm at, I also mean like whatever, whatever I have, whatever I'm lacking, what, the now has to be good enough. You know what I mean? To put, to get me forward. I can't worry about uh, what I don't have, what's lacking, what's not here. I can't worry about that. I'm supposed to just keep moving. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just going, I'm just going to keep moving. I'm going to keep the conversation juicy for me. I'm going to do this the way I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, six months of focus. Let's go. But 
I, I feel like during the six months of focus, I am shedding some things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it's crazy how you, how you, how you, how you go into something. You know what I'm saying? And when you come out of it, like I ended the year kind of being sick, being down. I had, you know, went and visit my mom. Me and my girl went and visit my mom for Christmas, and um, it's just crazy how you know I had got sick there, and then I come back here in Cleveland to bring in a new year with my girl and I was sick and when you know at the end of being sick it just feels like I've just been refreshed more than anything so it's just crazy how you know you you, you sit down your body the universe how everything aligns makes you sit down take a rest so that you can get back up and perform and 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 you know stay committed to yourself stay committed to the commitment you know what I mean so that's what I learned at the end of the year of, of 2021 I went out understanding uh to stay committed to the commitment and ever since I have made this amazing choice for me I am getting these crazy dreams uh, that relate to growth and alignment and clarity um, I'm getting these just these this great burst of energy that's really undescribable unexplainable you know real excitement um that I once was missing in a genuine way um because I could be excited I could I could you know I could fake it till I make it but this is the place where I'm at where I could say I've made it to the excitement part like before I was faking it this is the I made it to the I made it to the real feeling the real emotion of being excited about whatever is to come um and I feel like I'm shedding off some things I've been sitting here and I'm thinking about, you know, where I come from, my upbringing, how it really had an effect on me, learning and understanding my parents, um, accepting things about my parents, accepting things about myself in the midst of that. Um, I feel like I'm mentally I'm working out some things and getting some things out the way. I'm coaching myself, you know, so this is really like a, a, a real raw um, exclusive podcast is what we're going to call this. This is raw and exclusive. Um, this is probably one of the most honest, authentic uh, podcasts you probably will listen to. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, 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 to get it out. So, <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking today though, that I was thinking about where I come from and everything and you know my my life experiences and uh my life experiences with people and you know I'm putting pieces of the puzzle together and I'm I'm coming to a better understanding of myself in certain areas of life and you know I, I get on here I talk about you know what type of friends I desire and you know the type of friends that I do have that is good for me um and like it's crazy because I, I going deeper into that digging deeper into that you know I have come to a realization that you know I was never really put in a position where um I could learn how to approach people or make friends or deal with people or not to be so guarded I just I really been guarded a lot and see I've been guarded a lot because I come from that I'm the product of a woman who guards herself because she's been hurt you know what I mean so because of the pain of my mother that's the way that I was I was raised in the midst of that I was raised in the pain of my mom I'm the product of pain um and I had to change the narrative for myself after understanding that it just 
it, it makes me want to love even more because of the impact that it's had on me, the misunderstandings that it's had on me. Like I was sitting here reflecting on how I was always the problem child, but really never really the problem child. Like I never really had problematic results. You know what I mean? Like I never really cost nobody no money, no extra money. Like I never really created no damage like I never did stuff like that you know what I mean like as a kid like I was rebellious but I was rebellious in a freedom as a minor state of mind than just wanting to be out here intentionally just jacking stuff up I was never one of those kids and see my my life wasn't prioritized accordingly not the way that I would prioritize my own life you know what I mean there were no routines set, you know, there, there was no routines. Like it really was, uh, it, it, it wasn't really me being born in the midst of something not working out and the disappointment and the heartache that that comes to, I couldn't imagine because I went through a heartbreak that ripped me apart and to actually have a child. Like, I don't think people really understand <laughs> the levels of heartache and, and, and what they really can do to a person. And it's like, really, y'all can just leave people alone. If you're not in it for real, if you're not in it to win it, if you're not in it being 100, then just leave people alone because everything attached to that person after you done played your games is getting ready to receive the damage of that. You know, it's a it's a it's a domino effect and it takes the person to wake up to, to, to stop those from falling after touching them. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, that's when people, that's bad spirits. When you have bad spirits and spirits get on you, touch you, and then your world fall apart. Like, oh, my God, nothing went right. So that's how, that's, that's, that's how you recognize and understand that concept right there. So my, my life really consisted of, it was a routine, but it wasn't a routine that benefited me. It was a routine that benefited my mom and listens here. I want this to be very clear as I get to speaking about my life. This is no disrespect to the woman who who has given me life, who has given me opportunity, who has believed in me, who has been there for me. She might not have known all the time what to do or none of the time what to do. But what she did know how to do, she did that shit. I just want to make that real clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She handled it like a boss, like she was supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like a leader would. So I never want ever to make any of my parents to feel um, disrespected because me speaking my truth, me being authentic with the people in the world is not about disrespecting my parents or my family or anything. This is about helping people understand about how conditions are made, how conditioned mindsets are made, how generational curses keep go- keep cursing us. This is, this is awareness. You know what I mean? mean I'm coming out of it I'm breaking the curses so I have to be honest with the things that I say with the events of life this is the way that I remember them this is the impact that they've had on me and whether I we've had the conversations or we haven't had the conversations understand that no conversation is to be degrading to any part that I come from because this is where I come from so I'm not disrespecting I love this place because this place where I come from where I came from that was hard for me that that was difficult for me that I couldn't understand then I understand so much now and I have to be the voice and so for people who growing up like me for people who grew up like me for people who understand exactly where I'm coming from I gotta be the voice for us it's hard because I didn't have voices 
And that's what I'm talking about. I didn't have voices. I didn't have voices telling me what was going to be good for me. I have voices talking to me, but every voice that was talking to me was about their benefit, was about what accommodated them in their day. That's the type of situation I feel as though I was brought up in. And it was so, it was definitely incorrect. It wasn't the right way, but it was the way that was, and it wasn't intentional. I don't think anything was intentional. I just don't think people back then had a desire to learn like they have a desire to learn now. You know what I mean? Like times definitely are different when it comes down to learning. And I talk about having a slave mindset mentality a lot, you know, with my family members or with peers. I speak on that because I don't think people really understand how far how far down something can be passed on to and a family keeps something alive that actually really should be should have been dead a long time ago because it should have died with that generation it shouldn't have kept going something should have been something different should should have been taught to a different generation and that's 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 the problem that's it right there is that it we're passing down generational things that we got from our parents or that we got from 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 our parents parents and those parents parents we're steady passing this down and we're not realizing that this antidote right here that we're passing down does not work for us or for our family so let me figure out what the antidote is that can help those after me move forward better than I could because of so many things that were lacking so many ingredients that make up a family that make up a cake that make up a family so many ingredients were lacking that we weren't making a cake we were making something sweet to eat but it was killing us digesting it you know what I mean it wasn't of substance it was definitely not of substance and we wasn't able to do a lot with it and that's the generational curses that I feel like this this my generation is trying to is trying to reach out we're trying to to get to dismantling these whole ideas that hinder us and our greatness because we're great we're great we're great, you guys. We're great. We're great. I don't know what else to say after that, but we're great. Let us sink in. But growing up, you know, my mother was very uh, strict. Um, I was limited to a lot of things, a lot of life experience, and I didn't really realize it until, you know, recently when I'm having conversations with people and I'm, you know, talking amongst ourselves and we're speaking on certain topics and we just come to, we talk about, you know, how we grew up and the stories are way off, way different. And it's, 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 it's not like, you know, where I come from, the stories are the same. But when I, as I move along in the world, I find that there are so many other different stories. Of course, I expect it. But when you know what they are, you know, it sheds a lot more light of understanding that there are so many other ways, so, so many other places that something can be happening. Same thing can be happening um, to someone, someone else in a, in a total different situation. Um, total different situation, but same idea, sort of. Um, <laughs> so, 
like I was saying, I was always considered to be like this bad girl, like this really rebellious girl, this girl that was a boy crazy, that wanted to do this, that wanted to do that. Like as a girl growing up, honestly, I always knew my sexuality. I always knew that I was interested in women. And I actually just wanted to hang out with boys because boys was trying to hang out with girls. (laughs) And that wasn't the thing, but everybody thought and assumed that I wanted to hang out with boys because... I wanted to get with them or I wanted to date them and even though like I did kind of date the boys that I was always being accused of I feel like that's just what led us to it <laughs> like that's just what led us to it at a young age and a young age we're like everybody thinks we go together so we might as well go together so it was always that it was always kind of that sort of thing for me um I was never really out there doing a lot like I did I did lose my virginity at a young age but um, that had a lot to do with influence and wanting to fit in to a crowd um, and to family and to, you know, what I thought was right at the time. But after losing it, it wasn't like I went out and wanted to, and wanted to sleep with everybody. I actually wanted to explore it since it was new. And I wanted to understand what was such a good feeling about it because none of the feelings for me were good. If I'm going to be honest, none of the feeling, none of my sexual experiences were like great. Like it wasn't like I was feeling loved. (laughs) I just felt like we were doing an activity together that we weren't supposed to be doing. That's really how it felt for me. Um, There was really no feelings or emotions. I didn't really get it. I was still kind of shy and self-conscious about my body. So I wasn't really able to get out of my head when it came down to it. It wasn't no, it, 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 it wasn't like a thing for me. Like it, it wasn't. And a lot of people thought because I wanted to be around boys that it was a thing for me. It wasn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I wasn't giving it up like that. Um, and so I had some like wow curfews and like all my family members were always pretty hard on me. I was always like the problem child, but it was like, I just didn't have freedom. Like I wasn't allowed to do a lot. My mom restricted me from so much, you know what I'm saying? That by the time I got in other places, it was definitely me like letting loose. It was definitely me like saying, you know, once I, once I get to a person, a, 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 a place where I feel like being rebellious, then a lot of times I'm going just <laughs> indulge in that like as a child that's how I thought like I thought like you know once I was like 15 minutes past my curfew uh it was it was a wrap because it was like 15 minutes past your curfew you in trouble anyway oh let's let's ride out let's ride out Sally ride out now that we're 15 minutes past curfew we gonna extend it, but what the crazy part about it was is like it wasn't like I was 15 minutes past curfew doing up to anything, up to up to no good. I was 15 minutes past curfew because I just wasn't ready to leave yet. I was either at somebody else or I was having a good time and enjoying myself and just didn't feel like when I'm enjoying myself it should end. I didn't understand that as a child. Like I'm actually out here for once. Like I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I got bullied a lot. You know, I was a little girl who got picked on for not getting picked. You know what I'm saying? I was that chick. So it was always frustrating for me to finally get into a mode where or get people around me or have friends when it's like I always felt like I had to keep my friends away from the house because my mom be like, nah, she can't come outside or she on punishment. And she will always be like mean to them. And I didn't want to have the mean mom. But it, it turned out that way. Like I got 
I got teased. I got like, and then my, I used to hear my grandmother say it all the time. She used to be like, y'all too hard on her. Y'all too hard on that girl. You know, y'all need to loosen up some and let her, let her, let her be free. Let her explore. Like I wasn't allowed doing a lot of things. Like I wasn't allowed down the street. Like when I would go to my grandma's house, I wasn't allowed going too far down the street. And it was like, they had two parks. No, they had three parks. They had a park like that was closer to my grandmother's house that we were allowed to go to, but it wasn't at that park. It was like a baby park is what we used to call it. It was like a baby park. And so like the other park had like a merry-go-round, a bigger sliding board and swings. And so the swings were like bigger than the swings at the baby park because it was a baby park, so the swings were small. <laughs> and so... Um, and then the other park was just up on the hill and it was just dope being up there. Um, I don't think it was nothing big deal or big about it, but I think it was just dope. Like just being able to climb that hill and get to the top and then just feel like you playing on the top of like the world or something like it was nothing spectacular about that. But the fact that it was on the hill, it didn't so much matter to be, um, to not be allowed to go up on the hill because, you know, as a parent, and as a child, I even understood that concept because I'm like, nah, because if somebody grab us, they can't, nobody know. <laughs> like, I wasn't playing that um, either. So I understood that. But then, like, this, this, that second playground that was right after the baby playground, man, we used to have to ask to go down there, and we was never allowed to go down that far without our oldest cousin, um, my oldest cousin, Delala. <sighs> Make sure you rest in peace. We wasn't allowed to go down there without her. And they didn't really come over to my grandma's house like that. So it was always a gamble day to day if we were ever to be allowed to go down there. Right? So, <laughs> so it just, we always had to stay in, we always had to be in, in eyesight. Always had to be in eyesight. Uh-uh. It was just, it was. It was frustrating because it was like, we don't want to do nothing, but we don't want to do anything but play. Like, we're in the same neighborhood. Everybody know everybody out here, for real. Ain't nothing really happening out here, for real. Because everybody know everybody. And that's the type of neighborhood, of course, like everybody know everybody. You know, people went to school with your with your, with your your grandmother and or your grandmother babysitted some kids that then grew up and had their kids. And you know what I'm saying? They then went to school with, with my mama and them. And it was just crazy that, like, nobody trusted nobody, for real, in that neighborhood. That we was never allowed to, to do a lot. And then my curfew was, like, at 6 all the time. It's like, I get out of school at like 4, 3.30. By the time I get home, it's like 4, 12. By the time I make it home, after, you know, horse playing around outside on my way home, it was like, but my mama went home right away. I was a latchkey kid. I had to let myself in for the first like 15 minutes. So, you know, back in the day, that was crucial. You could never do that. Let your kid be in the house by themselves. Like it was, you wasn't allowed to do that. You wasn't allowed to say nothing, but I definitely come from um, that era where, you know, mothers did what they had to do no matter what. They had to teach their child how to be independent and how to, how to, how to do stuff for themselves, um, safeties and things like that. So, I had to sit in the house when I got out of school for like 15 minutes, at least before my mama come home. You know what I mean? Like all the other kids was in the house. They were on a different routine. So they would go home from school, go in the house and get straight to homework. 
me, because my curfew was at 6.30, I had to go straight outside. And then I would do homework. Or she would make me do my homework first and still make me come in at 6.30 and wouldn't even extend the time later so that I could be outside with the other kids. Like, it used to really drive me bananas to the point where I didn't want to go outside because it was like, I don't want to keep going outside for, like, these two little punk-ass hours. And by the time I'm coming in the house, the kids is coming outside and did their homework. They didn't have a little snack. You know what I'm saying? By the time they come in, they're ready to just eat, take a bath, and go to bed. Not me. I'm chilling. Like, I'm in the house early. So I'm chilling. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. gotta find something else to do. I didn't eat my snack. Waiting on you to come home from work. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm in a rush to go outside. I heard go outside. Just to hurry to come back inside. Just to do some homework. Maybe. Take a bath. Watch one TV show. And go to bed like it was just it was it was depressing as a kid because it was so many limita- limitations. You couldn't I couldn't watch rated R movies, um, and that's before like back in I was I'm an '80s baby, so you know the ratings was different back then. Like I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies. I wasn't allowed to watch uh, parental guidance PG movies. Um, I was only allowed to watch like G movies rated G. <laughs> Um, family movies, like stuff like that, like TV shows. I was allowed to watch that. I wasn't really allowed to listen to to rap and stuff like that. Like, I was taught that that was like a rebellious thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my first few years of life, my mom was like heavy in church, so restrictions was like, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to talk to boys. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed. It was a no for everything. It was never a yes. So that's what I mean when I say people treated me like I was a bad kid when all actuality I was actually a good girl for real like I never really wanted to get into too much trouble I was always smart I was always using my brain you know sometimes I just had a mindset of getting tired of worrying about stuff and I would just be like fuck it I don't care you know I, I then I developed that and then I, I then I developed whatever it took like then I developed creating a defense mechanism that would give me more attention and what would give me more attention was just being rebellious but not even being rebellious in the, being rebellious as in the only thing I did was be there like I was just talking about skipping school um I recall skipping school a lot <laughs> and um I hated school I hated school like I said, I was a picked-on girl. Cause I was a picked-on kid because I wasn't getting picked. Like, I was always the last at something, last to get picked. Um, people wasn't... People wasn't polite to me. Uh, people were very much mean to me. Um, my mama used to tell me I wasn't cute. Like, my mama used to tell me I was ugly. And I think she meant in a sense of like I was just acting ugly, but I feel like <laughs> as a child, like I don't know the difference. I don't know what you mean by that. So ugly, uh, ugly look like when you say I'm ugly, then I am. I look as bad as the kid in school look that everybody called ugly that don't want no dealings with just because they ugly. I look like that. I look that bad. Like that's how I thought. That's how I saw myself. I used to think I looked like a monster. Like. I just wasn't cute. Like, I used to be really hard on myself in school. 
I used to definitely, you know, be jealous because I would be like, you know, dang, she got more barrettes in her hair, so she prettier. Um, she wear a lot of light colors, so she prettier. She got a nice bang, so she prettier. Um, her pigtails follow fall lower than mine, so she prettier. It's crazy. It's crazy what we what we believe to be prettier. It's crazy how that gets interpreted. And I just wanted to fit in. So I would definitely start mocking the girls and trying to be their friends. And I definitely was that girl. I was a quiet girl who just really wanted to fit in. Kind of would. I wouldn't necessarily do whatever people say because I was also scared to stand out. Um, but. I would agree a lot. <laughs> I would agree a lot. Like, yep. <laughs> no, for real. And I would I would be a bandwagon jumper. I would hop from one bandwagon to the next. I would definitely be the girl that probably be playing both sides of the fence just because I don't know no better. <laughs> don't even mean to. Just don't know no better. Like, I think a lot of the sheltering created a... Like, a given isolation, like, that I never wanted. Like, I definitely always wanted to be with people. When I actually got an opportunity to shine a little bit, like, let me tell you, I like my mama. I set it off. <laughs> when I actually became a somebody and became popular and it became a thing for me, like, I had sat back and was so quiet and got picked on and to the point to where when I wanted to become popular I already knew what type of popular girl I wanted to be what type of cool girl I wanted to be so when I got an opportunity to change things for me and that's how I looked at that's how I looked at things especially like when my mom relocated and and moved from um Columbus to Kentucky um and I had to go to school in Kentucky which is you know predominantly white kids uh Caucasians I'm sorry um (laughs) I had to go to school with them um you know it was crazy to, to be the minority standing out for that to be my star power and my black girl magic and what's crazy is that's really what it came that's really what it was you know I was able to come and um I met a lot of people who were just like me but not look like me and that's when I think I was able to identify exactly how different I was <laughs> and I didn't I didn't decide that I was gonna be mad or angry because I'm not mad or angry at the life at the childhood that I had it, it definitely it, it, I look back at it and, and, and be like I understand your frustration growing up all these years girl I get to pat myself on the back I get to be the person to hug myself and say girl I understand <laughs> you know we was there together remember so you know that part of self-love uh being conscious of where you come from um, and get into a place of where you've grown from it and it has no more power over you. That's a that's a that's a compelling place to be because at the end of the day, changing the mindset of where you were to to, to get to where you wanna be to it's where you are is 
so much work. It is. It's so much work. And I never want to downplay it. I never want to make anyone feel like this is easy and changing your mind is easy. And it's all you have to do is you do have to make up your mind. But when you do change your mind about being more aware of the of the of the the version that you give, the version that you put out, more aware of yourself, you really get to connect with that younger version of you and you can hug that younger version and you can love on that younger version that might have didn't have it back then but work the damnest way to get it now and be proud of where you're at so I'm definitely proud of where I'm at I am I, I I've just been these last couple of days I have been just so grateful for where I have land in life and the conversations that I'm having, the the clarity that I'm getting, I'm just, I'm remembering and reminding myself of who I am today, but remembering who I was yesterday. And yesterday I was this girl who just hid behind people. Yesterday I was this girl who, who was created from a woman's pain you know, and, and had to endure all that pain to where her trust issues was so bad. She didn't want her child to grow up. So her child had to be in eyesight all the time. Can you imagine growing up like that and being neglected emotionally? I also come from one of those families. If you speak up for yourself, you're talking back. And that's not accurate. That is not accurate. It's inaccurate. Me telling you I don't like milk is not me speaking. Me is not me talking back. You making me drink it because you poured it in some BS. <laughs> like respect individuals. We individual. You like it, I don't. Don't make me drink it. Like as a child, like when kids tell you they don't like something, stick with that. Find something they like and satisfy what needs to be satisfied. Take care of the job. Get the job done. If the child needs to be fed, you feed the child what the child is willing to eat. Stop putting stuff in front of a child's face because we going to grow. We going to grow. We going to grow. Do you know how many times I ain't like coleslaw and then I liked it and I didn't like it and then I liked it and I didn't like it? We don't have nothing to do with what our bodies reject. Stop. I will really make that a, 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 a freaking announcement. And I get people like I come from a family where my family said, if I put it in front of you, you're going to eat it. And if you don't, you, you don't. They don't. They don't have to choose to eat it. But can we just stop making that the narrative and making it okay to force something down someone's throat? Because you ain't going to eat something somebody trying to tell you, make you eat that you don't like. So why would you expect your child to do that? I don't understand that. I never understood that. That used to irritate me because I used to watch my watch my mama, watch my elders eat, reject stuff that they didn't like, and then make me eat stuff that I that I didn't like. Like that was weird to me. Like if I don't eat Brussels sprouts, stop putting them on my plate. I don't eat them. I don't like it. Put some more rice on there. More green beans or something. Some corn. I love corn. I always loved corn as a kid. Put some more corn on there. Put some corn on there. <laughs> but no. No, back to the point. <laughs> back to the point. Back to the conversation. So, yeah, I just I just don't want to forget where I come from. I don't want to forget how important um, my past is to my future. How I am able to sit here and really dig deep into me and understand that it's okay. And I have got to create 
the version that I want to live. Not the version that my mother raised. (laughs) Not the way that my mother raised me, but the way that I raised me when I became aware of me. That's who I, that's that's what I'm on right now. That's what I'm working on. Because now I got me and I'm responsible for me. And even though this is where I come from, being so sheltered, not having not being able to be outside a little later, not able to go for far down the street. We we in the same neighborhood. You got the same friends and everything. <laughs> And not able to do stuff that didn't seem like it, it, it was a problem to me because I wasn't about to be wilding out. Like, I was a good little girl. Nobody knew it because I was restricted. And once I got a piece of freedom, I indulged to the fullest. Once I made a mistake, I indulged to the fullest. My life is exciting because I took risk. And the first risk that I ever had to take was risking being myself to my family, with my family. A place that I was already born into unacceptance. I was born into something that I wasn't a desire. You know, it's one thing, it's one thing when your parents desire to have a child. It's another thing when you are something that happens. And I'm not saying that in the sense of I'm a nobody because the people who came in, who came here with no one's intent for them to be here, we the stars. It was nobody's intention for me to be here. I'm not an intentional child. I'm not an intentional life. That means my life is filled with purpose. That means I was put here on assignment. I was sent. I'm not a manifestation of life I'm a manifestation of pain but that's why it only makes sense to me for me to be a life co- for me to be a life coach and teach love that's why it only makes sense for me to teach self-love that's why it only makes sense for me to be talking to people all the time doing these podcasts bringing awareness being vulnerable being authentic this is why right here right now this moment this second we had three cuz baby but look at look at that isolation on life look at everything that that I had to endure in order to get to a place to where I could teach you how to how to get out of this how to get how to get through this like a lot of people don't take heed a lot of people don't understand how much more difficult it is especially if you don't have kids how difficult the world is how much more colder the world is you don't feel the cold until you are out here alone and there's no kids there's no there's no baggage behind you like that but there's baggage behind you like that the people just fail fail to see yours because it don't come in little people it's crazy how the world turns it's crazy how it's crazy how life works it's crazy how the mind works My whole entire life, looking at it now today, look like it's been aligned with purpose. 
Because otherwise, there was no purpose for me to be here. Like, if you really think about it, think about that. My parents did not desire to have a child. They had one. It wasn't a conversation where they talked about and then had me. Think about that. Think about that. This is this is this is where I learn. This is how I teach myself how to be good to myself, how to talk good to myself. This is how. This is how I figured it out. This is how I know I'm special. This is why I refuse to let anybody tell me anything different about me. I don't care what you say. I don't care what experiences you have with me. Because you don't know me. You don't. You don't know me. You know about pieces of me. You know about an experience with me. But even in an experience with me, it didn't teach you about who I am. It taught you about how I handled that experience with you. It didn't teach you about who I am, though. See what I'm saying? A lot of y'all so busy dating, y'all forget to look at just a person. So busy worried about your benefit that you forget to look at just a person. Some of y'all taking credit from a lot of people who deserve credit just because they don't, they didn't know how to handle an experience with you. Or they didn't know how to be themselves with you. What we're not going to do is we're not going to keep on blaming the person and the person's not going to keep on remaining a victim because I'm not going to keep on being a victim because I'm not. <laughs> but like I'm, but like I said, like I said, I'm great. I'm special. And I know because again, what would be the point of me being on this earth right now if my parents did not have a desire or an intent for my life? Let's talk about it. So the fact that I'm here and this year I'll be 39, there's a purpose and a point for me to be here and it ain't them. My existence don't have nothing to do with them. My existence have everything to do with the purpose, the purpose, the purpose, the purpose. I might not be here for them, but I'm here for them. And somewhere over there with those people, those people are going to realize that I'm here and it was brought here for them too. But they got to be able to see that to admit it. Even though they can say it. Understanding the concept is different when you get it. I appreciate anybody who can get on this podcast and listen to me do all this talking for 40 some some um, some minutes longer than that. <laughs> but I appreciate you. I do. I appreciate you. I do. I appreciate you. Because that means whoever you are, you're going with me. And I love it. And I love that you're here. It means you're going with me. Anybody who keep getting up on this podcast and listening, it means you're going with me. It means you're going with me. All I want to do is be great and be realistic because that's what I was put here to do. That's what I was put here for. That's why I didn't live long as a liar. (laughs) That's why I didn't live long as a cheater. That wasn't my job. That wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. That's why I ain't live long doing a lot of doing a lot of fucked up shit that I was doing. I ain't doing it no more because that's not the point and the purpose.
And the minute that I lose sight on the point and the purpose, my life is going to be over. Because let me explain something to you. I know this for a fact. Let me explain something to you. Because, and this is not something I'm, this is, this is not something demonic I'm speaking over my life. Never that. Never that. This is the reality. This is the realness. Because I have one too many times almost, almost lost my life doing things I ain't had no business doing because I always knew better. Because I always knew what was right. I always knew this. I've always been smart to know right from wrong. Always have been. Because of that, the older you get, there are some games that expire for you that you cannot play anymore. (laughs) After you receive a certain amount of growth, there are some places that you cannot return again. Because some places, some of those places are so demonic. Things Things are so spiritual. They're so demonic and so thirsty for you to go back that they'll take you all the way. That's why they say when backslider backslides, they be, they be they be worse off when a person who relapsed, they worse off they worse off because it, it, it's 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 a it's a heavier pull. It's a heavier pull because now you're trying to figure out how to escape that 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 that. That voice in your head that keeps telling you, you fucking up, you fucking up, you fucking up, you fucking up, you fucking up. You you never gonna listen to that voice, you're gonna get yourself fucked up. That's real. If you don't never listen to the voice that's telling you in your mind you fucking up, you're gonna keep on tuning that motherfucker out and you're gonna get fucked up. Because that voice is your warning, that's all you get. It's It's the warning, it's an energy. The voice is the warning for you. It's telling you, stop, stop it. You're going to lose. You're going to keep losing. How long, how many years you think you can't gamble and play with your life like that? When you really think about it and when you really dig into your, 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 your background and you really dig into who you are, how you came, your parents, where you come from, you really, 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 really understand the concept of your existence. Because without their purpose, then whose purpose am I here for? What, what purpose am I here for if I don't have one at all? I also think that's where my juice come from a little bit of how I am able to why I am able to tap into understanding manifestation is really understanding that what is exactly a manifestation? What manifests from what? What grows from what? What becomes what from what? Everything has a process. Everything. Everything has a process, has a stage. There's no way. There's no way to build without creating some sort some sort of foundation to to, to, to to build on so everything has a process you got to start with your foundation you got to start with your grounding your, 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 your soil you got to understand where you where you rising what you rising up out of if you don't understand the, if you don't understand the soil you don't understand the dirt how do you know what type of plant food to feed it? How do you know what to feed the plant? All plants don't take the same thing. 
How do you know if you have a natural growing plant? Or if you have a plant that needs that needs manual help with growing? How do you know if your plant only needs water and sunlight? Water and light. If you don't understand your soil, you gotta understand how to take care of the soil. You gotta understand how to take care of the foundation. What 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 what's gonna protect what you're building? But I was really just going in because I was sitting here and I was reflecting on my life and I'm sitting here like, wow, you come so far, girl. Girl, you have come so far. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing over here? How are you doing over here? How you liking it over here? I had to have a moment with myself and really, really, and really, really get with myself. Like, wait a minute, because you've been hard on yourself. You've been hard on yourself, girl. And sometimes we have to stop being hard on ourselves. It's okay to be hard on yourself. Just be committed to the commitment. That's the only hard you need. Figure out what you want to do. Figure out how you want to execute it. Keep searching until you find a way to execute it if you can, if you don't even know. Keep searching. Get curious about something. Get curious more about your beliefs. Get curious more about where they come from. Get curious more about where you come from. Get curious about what you have been taught. Don't just accept what's being said. Let's look into it. Let's figure out how much truth lives in what's being said. And what what we choose to take in. What we choose to take from what. Search it. You have to invest in yourself. You have to. And not just with money, but invest time into yourself. Spend time with yourself. Spend time understanding yourself. Spend time with getting to know who you are, what you like to do. What do you like to do? How do you like to spend your time? Don't be afraid of isolation. Don't be afraid of yourself. If you don't want to spend time with yourself, why would anybody else? And that's just that on that. But yeah, this is my raw, my most rawest podcast talking about where I come from reflecting and just being more love because that's what's needed in the world that's what I need for myself that's what I need to be able to give to others so that's really that's really where all of my focus is at right now it's just learning how to love better learning what it look like learning what it sound like learning what it feel like Learning what I like. Learning what type of love speaks to me. I know. I am definitely one of those people where I need a balance of 
all four love languages. I am worthy of them all. One of them will never be enough. And that's that on that. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, practice self-love. Don't give yourself to nobody else until you give yourself to you first. Take care.